0: I want to ask you a question today, this morning. How desperate are you? Because when you think of desperate, you think, you know, I just got to do it, I got to do it, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm being consumed by it. I'm going to find out how desperate are you. How much of Jesus you really, really want. This power source, this love ball, this This all-consuming fire, the Savior that we have that's going to take you from this point through the rest of your life. How desperate are you to receive all that he has for you this morning? Well, I'm going to talk with you about the second most important thing that you will ever experience in your Christian faith, next to, of course, your salvation and the blood of Jesus Christ being the first. I want to talk with you today about the baptism in the Holy Spirit a powerful force from heaven. I'll never forget when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. How much time do I have, by the way? There's no clock up there. Three, 3.30? Three three I'm the president. I can take a couple more minutes. Um, I'll never forget when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was listening to a, a program, Bill Pierce. Bill Pierce was a uh, trumpet player, a trombone player, I should say, and he knows a trumpet player out of Moody Bible Institute. Moody Bible Institute does not necessarily propagate uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, although there are some certainly there that, that have experienced this. This was in 1970, and i just gotten out of the Air Force, and I was living in a home, wasn't married to my wife yet. She lived up the street. and Remember, he came on at night, and he kind of had a ministry to insomniacs. You couldn't sleep. He was there. He talked very melodic. He talked very soft. He talked very slow, very, very kind of put you to sleep kind of talk. And, uh, and then he would have the music in the background. And I was listening. And my Debbie's brother had shared the baptism with us. And I was so hungry. I was, man, I was hungry for God. I thought, God, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit like Bob and those other guys, those Jesus freaks that are out there. I want to get filled with the Holy Spirit. What do I do? How do I do it? Remember Bob had said to me, Oh, you don't, there's nothing you do, it's just, it's by faith. You just receive it. You open your mouth, you trust God, and you watch. And I just, I couldn't do it. And I'm listening to Bill Pierce, who does not propagate this at all. And it was like, I don't know, 12 o'clock, it was midnight. That's when his program came on. Maybe it was a little later. And I remember him just talking about the Holy Spirit, but not in relation to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I just asked the Lord, I said, God, I remember saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me this thing. I want it so bad. And the moment I just kept saying, give me, give me, give me, and the next thing you know, I just wasn't saying "give me anymore." I was just speaking in another language, a heavenly language, and I, and, I, and I couldn't help it. And I just got—I'm not necessarily the most quiet person. So <clears throat> my father was downstairs, and and he was kind of half deaf, which was maybe to his advantage that particular evening. But I was just—I was just then I screamed it out, "Oh, Shikata. I just glorifying God, just worshiping God, just thank, And now Bill Pierce was gone out of my head. I was just worshiping the Lord. I was. Having having some tremendous power party with the Lord Jesus. I remember my father said to me the next day, uh, uh, he said, uh, he said, Fred, I don't know what was going on up there. Were you listening to rock music? (laughs) Said, Dad, something better than rock music was going on up there. We were rocking it, but I got filled with the Holy Spirit. He, of course, didn't understand that. Oh, okay, sure, okay. I don't know exactly what that is, but, you know, and that's good for you. So I want to share with you for those of you who have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit, and there are some of you here, for those of you who are a little frightened of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, for some of you who are going, I don't know, I don't know, what's it going to do to me? Is it going to change me? Am I going to look different? Am I going to sound different? You know, am I going to dress different? I know what's going to be wrong with me. For all of you that are going, yeah, you're just at the precipice, yeah, those intellectuals here who have been intellectualizing or, uh, or, or, or intellectualizing theology, I'm here to talk with you today. For those of you who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm believing God that it'll turn you up a notch or two, because this is the most, second most powerful thing that you will ever experience in your entire life. So, let's see if this is working. There, there you go. There they are, all set on fire. Uh, I had a person say to me one time here, I was on the youth, com- I was on the youth committee. And, um, and at the time, and he was here in school, and he said, uh, um, pardon me, said, I got this stuff, as you well know. I don't have a cold. It's just, I know it's embarrassing. My wife says, don't take out Kleenex like that and do it, you know. It's it's not right, you know, especially if you're on live feed, which we are not, by the way, so I don't care. I'm good. I just have sinus problems. How many got sinus problems here? I mean, how many, now how many are going, I got sinus problems that's just knocking me out. Well, I was one. Man, it's crazy here. So, um, yeah. So, <clears throat> this guy said to me, uh, he had a problem with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, I don't know whether I believe all of that. And, uh, and he gave me the theology. He didn't speak in the same languages and all this different stuff and all of this. And, uh, you know, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they could hear multiple people speaking with different languages. And that was true, but it was the power of God that fell. Uh, and Paul later brings that out very clearly. He said, I just don't know about that. I'm, and I'm not sure about it. And so I asked him, I said, so why are you here? In that Elam Bible Institute at the time, they're huge on speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit, moving in the Spirit. Why are you here? Why are you, why, what are you here for? I mean, I know you can, go to, you can go to any Bible college you want. Why did you choose a Spirit-filled Bible college if you're really not really you don't believe in speaking in tongues one aspect of it and he said I don't know he said I was just kind of drawn here well fast forward that guy um, ended up being a counselor at a camp a counselor at a camp and uh, they, were, they had an altar call for a lot of, some of the kids that were uh, coming up to the altar he came up to the altar he was praying for someone because uh, one of the, account, the, accounts, the the director of the camp said come here and pray for some of these kids He was praying. He wasn't praying in the Spirit, but while he was praying for them, God filled him with the Holy Spirit. Right there with the kids, it was amazing. And he said, Now I know. I was drawn here, though I didn't believe it. I didn't really think about it. Nonetheless, God brought me to Elam to fill this part of my life. It was amazing. So, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I want to share with you a couple things about this. We're going to kind of major on one part. Not sure whether I get done the whole thing, but we'll get done exactly what we need to get done for this uh this seminar come on you can do it there you go what is the bapt? what is it what is the baptism in the holy spirit now come on i want you if you if you want these notes by the way i'll give them to you i'll give you the powerpoint but uh write some of this down because i know uh the lord spoke to me there's just some people that are going i just i don't know you know I, I don't know. You know, I hear some people do it, but I'm not exactly sure about this whole thing. Um, As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not even fit to remove his sandals. He himself will baptize you. He will drench you. He will immerse you, saturate you, soak you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Oh, come on. And with what? Fire, fire. When you think of fire, what do you think? When you put fire to a piece of paper, what does it do? Consumes it. Just consumes it. That's what God wants to do when you're not destroying you, but consuming you with his power. How desperate are you? To want all that he has. That's what you say, right? What is the baptism? Okay, that's what it is. We're going to go through some of these kind of quick, and then we're going to major on a few of them. When is this experience to occur? Well, there's all kinds of different, you know, times, but uh, it happens after water baptism. We see that in Acts 8. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them... The Holy Spirit came on them when he laid his hands. The Holy Spirit came on them. They could see something, some kind of manifestation. And that's what you need to know. Because it says, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they began to speak in other tongues. Something happened. It wasn't like, I pray for the Holy Spirit. There. And you're just kind of still looking around going, okay, I'm I'm sure he's got the Holy Spirit. That's fine. Something manifested itself. They began to speak in tongues and began to prophesy. That is a manifestation of the baptism being filled with the Holy Spirit. It happened. And, And Paul is telling us all about that. There was something they visually saw and something that they heard coming out of people who were filled with God's Spirit. And not necessarily after water baptism. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Pardon me. The Holy Spirit fell uh, upon all those who were listening to the message and uh, all the the, uh, circumcised believers who had uh, come after Peter were amazed because the gifts of the Holy Spirit "...have been poured out upon the Gentiles also, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God." These are the Jews, so something's going on. Scared yet? (laughs) Something was going on in them, through them, being manifested in them. They were being consumed by something. They were desperate. And all of a sudden something fell upon them, and they longed for it so desperately... And God gave them the very desire of their heart. <clears throat> Do all believers possess the Holy Spirit? Some will go, yeah, well, you know what, there there isn't two Holy Spirits. And that's one of the problems I have. You know, you're, is it a Holy Spirit when you first get saved? And another Holy Spirit when you get filled with the Holy Spirit or supposedly getting filled with the Holy Spirit? Well... Uh, do all believers possess the Holy Spirit? Yes, all believers possess the one Holy Spirit. There is not the Holy Spirit in his brother. There's just one Holy Spirit. You know, it isn't something that, you know, you go, well, you know, it's, he's got a family member, he comes out, and it's two Holy Spirits in this particular. And it's not at all. It's one Holy Spirit of God. But there's, a, there's something going on here. Um, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, which it does. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So when a person comes to Christ, it's the Holy Spirit drawing that person, so that person receives the Holy Spirit. Notice the word receive, 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 okay? the person receives the Holy Spirit. So there is not two, there is One. Holy Spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So when you gave your heart to the Lord, when you had shed some of those tears, how many gave your heart to the Lord at a camp somewhere? Okay, there's one. How many gave your heart to the Lord in your local church? How many gave your heart to the Lord in some other situation? Okay. When you gave your heart to Jesus, was it a non-emotional moment? In other words, oh, sure, what do I do? I just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and I shall. Okay, I believe in the Lord. I accept Jesus Christ in my heart. Uh, uh, Yes, that's good. I'm cool. Or was it a little bit more emotional than that? How many would say, when you gave your heart to Jesus, it was an emotional connection at that moment between you and the Savior God? Yeah. It happens. So, there's one spirit, one Holy Spirit. Is the baptism in the Holy Spirit an unnecessary option? Now we're going to get into something. (laughs) Is it unnecessary? I mean, do I have to have it? Well, the short answer is no. I'd wonder why you wouldn't want to if indeed you're desperate. So, I love this out of the Passion Translation. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had accepted God's message of life, they sent Peter and John to pray over them so that they would receive the Holy Spirit. For... They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and were yet to have the Holy Spirit fall on them. As soon as Peter and John arrived, they laid hands on the Samaritan believers, one after the other, and the Holy Spirit fell and filled each one. Did you get the receive and filled? So when I come to Jesus... Uh, The Holy Spirit draws me in, and I receive Christ as my Savior, and I receive the Holy Spirit as a result of that. But there's something else going on here because all of a sudden, they're being filled with the Holy Spirit. And to be filled with the Holy Spirit is, is a different dimension of the same Holy Spirit of God. I want to dissect it a little bit. And he, Paul, said to them, <clears throat> do you receive or do you accept the Holy Spirit? Did you, did you receive or did you uh, uh, accept the Holy Spirit when you believed? So when you believed, did you receive the Holy Spirit or did you accept the Holy Spirit once you believed? So and he's asking them, you know, something happen, something's happening aside from just receiving the Holy Spirit. He's asking them another question here. Uh, right. it's clearly an option, but again, why would you not want it? So it is an option. You don't have to have it. Of course you don't. Well, if I don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, does that mean I'm not going to heaven? Of course not. You are going to heaven. It has nothing to do with your salvation. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sin. That's what assures us of heaven. The baptism or the being filled with the Holy Spirit just gives you power. Well, I've seen people like that before, and they appear crazy. <clears throat> I've seen people filled with the Holy Spirit, and they act nuts. I know, because I've seen Dr. A, he acts crazy sometimes. I've seen other people, and they hoot, and they holler, and they, they dance, or they speak in this thing, and I, am I going to be like that? Am I, is it going to affect me like that? Am I going to act like him? Whoo, Boo. Am I I going to act like him? I mean, can I still be myself or am I going to be transformed into some other, you know, human unit? God meets you where you are, how you are, exactly the way that he created you. So therefore, if you are a calm, cool, and collected individual, that really doesn't get too emotional. How are you doing? Is this a good day for you? You seem to be very happy. I am happy indeed. Um, I've been happier, but today is a very happy day. It looks like you've baptized in lemon juice, you know, but, but still I am, you know. So, but this is the way I am. So I'm wondering if I get filled with the Holy Spirit, will this make me act like this all of a sudden? No, you'll just receive exactly the way you're made. And you'll receive it and he'll meet you uh, physiologically, emotionally, the way you think and operate. It's what he's doing here in your heart. If you're desperate, he's going to fill all of that capacity. If there's pain and heartache and difficulty, he wants to be able to cleanse you and help you and strengthen you and eradicate that from you. He's powerful. So, you don't have to act like some other people. Well, I've seen people roll on the floor. That's the reason they call them holy rollers. I've seen, I've seen people howl at the moon. I've seen people roll and, hey, look, I'm going to, I've seen stuff. I've seen stuff. I've been around. Dr. Case, I don't know what it was like in Poland, but you probably have seen stuff too, I would imagine, right? We've seen, I've seen stuff that I thought, ooh, man, I don't know about that one. I just don't know about that. Uh, some people get real excited and other people don't. But then again, it depends on the culture and what they do and how they act. It's, it's all good at the end of the day. You don't have to be around those people, the hooting, hollering, yelling, screaming, oh, people, you don't have to be around them. But the Holy Spirit does the thing inside, you know. Sometimes people, I tell you, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, the whole, God does what he wants to do. But some people I found just want to put on a show. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about just praying, worshiping, and speaking in tongues and all that worship. I'm talking about people who just, you know, sometimes, sometimes some people want to be seen in the way they act. I know because I've counseled some, I've seen some, that they have real needs. And other times, you know, it, something happens. Sometimes it's legitimate. We had revival. This place, this, this, this place that you see right here, that you're in right now, this tabernacle, has seen some stuff. I'm talking, this place was lit on fire. You couldn't even get on the carpet. It was just so hot. I mean, it was fire everywhere. We have seen, uh, remember Ray Cell? Uh, and 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 uh, and then we it was a charismatic movement the Jesus people movement, there was people in here. I'm telling you, that, and all the leadership sat up there. The stage was a little bit different. Oh my Lord, the Holy Spirit fell like you never thought it would. And you know, someone like me who just got saved, I was so hungry for God. I was just so hungry for God. We sat there. and i just I watched all this stuff going on. It wasn't real bad. It was like kind of medium different, <laughs> but it was it was something. I would just. Watch. I know she'd be go, like, going like this. Well, I couldn't help it. I just had to watch what they were doing. These people were smiling and laughing and, and running and, and jumping and leaping and praising God. It was like that song, you know, "Woo!" jumping and leaping and praising God. It was something to behold. This place. Mm. I've been in here before where there was no way in the world you can even get in here. The balcony was completely, completely taken. I'm sure if a fire people came in there, they'd kick some of them out. This place, that place back there, everything was had so many people because they were desperate for God. They wanted God to consume every atom in their bodies. And as a result of that, God whew, started a revival worldwide because they were that hungry for him and that in love with Jesus. There is a difference. Let's get into this for a moment. There is a difference in receiving the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. I said that just a moment ago. There is a difference, okay? Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And with that, he Breathed, breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I was sharing some of this with my wife the other day, and she said, You know, it's a good thing that you don't breathe on some of these students with the amount of garlic that you eat. <laughs> Lest they go home to be with Jesus a whole lot sooner than God I called them. But he breathed on them, and he said, he said, receive the Holy Spirit in John 20. And uh, this is before, obviously, the day, uh, this is before Acts. They weren't, they weren't being filled with the Holy Spirit, but they received the Holy Spirit from, from him. So they got saved. They, in other words, they came to know. They believed in God. They were believing in Christ. They were believing in the, new, the, the good news. They were believing in, in, in the message of the kingdom of God that Jesus was talking about. Now, the Greek word here, if you look at that, lambano, that kind of has an Italian slant to it, lambano, lambano, even (laughs) though it's a little Greek. Uh, The word receive literally means, help me, Gabe, oh, here we go, okay, Uh, to, to own. So when I receive it, I own it. It's mine. That moment, it's mine. So, so when he breathed on him, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit came to them and they owned the thing that Jesus was breathing on them, this power of God to take and carry. They, so they took this, they received it, and they took it wherever they went and they carried this, this feeling, this, 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 this um, Holy Spirit-breathed ability to connect with Jesus In a way that, of course, they had never had before. Uh, It means to associate with. Now I'm associating my life with it. I'm associating my conversation with it. I'm associating the way that I act and what I do and how I do it. The things I say, the way way that I go about my life. I now receive this thing. I associate it with my life and the way that I act. And, of course, to receive and to lay hold of. I want this thing. I receive it in to my life, because he said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." So I receive it, and I lay hold of it, and I don't let go of it. This is this is what this is the um, this, this is <laughs> this is the beginning of your life when you come to Christ and you receive the Holy Spirit. There is. Of course, that connection that you have with him, you own it, you take it with you, you receive it, and you you lay hold of it, and it's great, but he has more for you. He's all chock full of packages for you. How many like gifts here? You like to receive gifts? No, well, of course you do. I do too. Anybody give you got a gift for me? Not yet. It's Christmas. Christmas. Christmas is coming. I like a Mercedes. Just want to let you know that. But there's more. And he comes loaded with packages. Loaded with gifts. Jesus breathed on them to create the life of Christ in them. And in all believers, he, they received him to walk with Christ and be like Christ. He was giving them a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new way of maintaining, a new way of conducting their life. And he was saying, what you see me do and how, you, how I work with you work, with me so it was it was a call to walk with Christ and be different and set apart it's the same breathing that went on with Adam when God breathed the breath of life into Adam I may even say that here let me see Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. It's the old creation, Adam, and the new creation, Jesus. And it's the same breathing that went on. It's the breath of life from God. And Jesus is breathing that into his disciples and it it changed their life miraculously. So receiving and being filled are two completely different things. Now, let's take a look at this. Being filled with the Holy Spirit has another dimension to it, and I'm going to to prove this in just a moment. You have a different dimension to you. It's, well, this is who I am, and I have four limbs, and I don't ever become anything. It's not like I'm a chameleon. i don't want to walk around. I am who I am, and I walk, and this is what I do. Well, you have different dimensions to you. Well, we're going to get into it rather than me going into it right now. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that uh, separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were then filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, God ain't going to come right out and just grab your tongue. This is an act of faith. Some people would like, I've, had, I've prayed for people. I was an evangelist for a while here at Elam, years and years ago. And I'm sorry about this, sorry. Um, and people would go, I've heard people go, I wish he would. I wish he would just do that, and, you know, and then it would be better than me to have to do it myself. Why should I act in faith? So they saw, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. This is in Acts 2. This is when it, okay, this is when it was falling. So the Greek here is pletho, filled. And it means to uh, To influence. So now this filling is influencing me. It's coming into me and, and it's influencing the way that I am thinking and looking and, and, and engaging with God. To endow, to supply, to, fur, to uh, um, a furnish. So there's an endowing, an a, 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 a supply. I endow you with power. I endow you with money. I endow you with gifts. This is a bunch of them, you see. And and so now something's going on. There's a flooding going on in your life. Something is happening that is now different than just the receiving. If indeed you want it, if indeed you're desperate enough, if indeed you want everything that God wants you to have. It's amazing. And it'll, it'll move in your life until the day you die. I found myself, I had, you know, I had this operation, and, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't a walk in the park. I wasn't looking forward to it. Nobody particularly wants this kind of a thing. And I found I didn't know what to do. You know, it's, you, you, just, you all of a sudden just go a little blank. I'm having a triple bypass. I don't know what to do. But I found myself praying in the Spirit more and more. And when I prayed in Spirit, I was endowed with power. I was endowed with Security. I was endowed with his love. I was endowed with uh, the sense that God was going to see me through. As I began to just speak in another language, that's all I could do sometimes. I didn't have any other answers. I thanked God for the surgeons and all the medical, but I just began to speak in another language and said, Lord, only you can understand this and all the God, only God can understand that. But you give me, endow me with what I need in the moment and it happens. It's going to affect you throughout the course of your life. To saturate, to soak, to drench, to absorb. That's what f- filled means. Completely said they have this thing over here at EEF, e- right? Saturate. What do you think that's about? How many of you have ever gone to a saturate conference? First time you heard saturate, what did you think it was about? Filled with what? God's presence. Anybody else that went when you said "sat"? you just thought it was a cool name? And with God's presence? With the Holy Spirit, maybe? Yeah. yeah. God's presence, the Holy Spirit. It saturates you with God. Saturates you in the presence of the Holy Spirit. People get filled with the Holy Spirit over there. I mean, wherever, I mean, they just, wherever, oh my gosh. Hmm. To be saturated and soaked by God. I mean, would you rather have a uh, dry sponge or a nice wet sponge if you have to water something down or clean something? Give me something soaked, something saturated to fill up, to fill up. So when you fill your glass up, how many of you drink coffee? All right, now put your hand down. How, how many of you really like coffee? You a bunch of addicts. <laughs> so do you just put like this much coffee in your cup? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. Wake up in the morning. I've seen you guys from our house over there walking up that hill to go to college hall. And you got some kind of, you just got your knapsack hanging off of you halfway. You just kind of got, but you got a hold of that coffee, I tell you. You ain't going to let that baby go because you're going to sit there in class until you you wake up. There you go. That's probably the second or third class. So, um, but you, and you, just, you, you, you how many you like to fill it up so you can have it as much as you can and for as long as you can? Zach, you must be some coffee head. <laughs> I am. What? You like it black? You put cream in it? Sugar? Both. Both? Both? No sugar. Black in the morning, cream in the afternoon. Okay, you got that? Somebody give that to him when he goes to class. <laughs> so you fill that baby up. How many does, how many like it like, like a real man or woman? How many like it black? Oh, you like it black. Yeah, you like it just, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You like it too? Oh. (laughs) No, 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 I don't like that stuff. (laughs) You fill that thing up because you want it to be filled just as much as you can possibly get it. Because it's good, you like it it's tasty. You like the smell of it, and you get the buzz buzz if it's caffeinated, or if it's decaf, you're a rookie. (laughs) I don't drink coffee, so I don't care. Am I saved still? I don't drink coffee. Can Can you be saved and not drink coffee at the same time? Oh, come on back. Uh, There's only one Holy Spirit, but there are two functions of this Holy Spirit. And okay, so here's what I'm talking about. So you have different functions. Uh, I'm a husband... I'm a husband, okay? So the relationship I have with my wife is the relationship of a husband and wife. However, with my two sons, I have a completely different relationship with them because it's on a different level. I have to engage in different ways. My with my daughter, I have to even do a little bit because she's a gal, you know, and so we have another kind of relationship with my grandchildren because they all have different temperaments and they're all just little guys and little gals and, and they, you know, they're all a little different. And I and so I have a different relationship with them. Uh, with my clients, I had different relationships with them, with, my, with ministers, I had different relationships with everybody. So, you're not just one person, you have different levels of who you are. So, when you're hanging around one another, you're just kind of having fun, whatever. But remember, not so much here, because college can be a little bit different. Um, how many in high school could get into a little trouble at times? <laughs> I love you. So when you went to the principal's office, or you knew you were in a little trouble, was there a tendency to act a little different? In other words, I won't really be the thing that I got in trouble for. I'm going like, to be a little different. Was that the case? You're not going to walk in and go, I don't care. Give me as much attention as you want. I could care less. Uh, you're pretty much going to be different. You're not, not going to speak that way to your mom. She'll probably slap you. You're not going to speak that way to your dad. You know he's going to slap you. So, you know, you, you, you're a little different. You have different dimensions, and so is it with the Holy Spirit. He has a different function, yet he's the same spirit. I'm the same man no matter who I'm talking to. But I have different functions. I do different things and operate in different ways with different people. So does the Holy Spirit. Those two particular ways. So, receiving the Holy Spirit is to emulate and create the life of God within you, or the life of Christ within you. The ability to do that, receiving the Holy Spirit, emulates Christ and a walk with Jesus Christ. It changes my life. I didn't do the things uh, with Christ that I did prior to Christ. Remember, the first thing, the first thing when I received, I didn't, wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. When I gave my heart to the Lord, I was in the service, and you know, in the service, you know, don't we have an army guy here? Where's he at? Oh, you are. Okay, you in, the, you in the reserve? National Guard. That's kind of the army, isn't it? I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's very much the army. Very much the army. Well, you know, not everybody is walking around praising God, are they? Right? Some of you guys just, eh, they're a little on the edge, and they say edgy stuff, and right? It's not maybe some of the stuff you would. So one of the things that immediately, I'll bet you it wasn't in 24 hours, is using the name of the Lord in vain. So I would do that prior to knowing Christ, but once I received Jesus into my heart, immediately I just couldn't do that. That was the Holy Spirit convicting me. Do not do this. This is not edifying God. You're using his name in vain. And, and I connect it with it where I never connected before. He enlightened me of that. And so I began to want to emulate the life of Christ. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is being empowered, given dunamis, to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the purpose of ministering Christ Through divine what? Oh, come on. Through divine. Put a little edge on it. Divine what? Power. Power Power of God. It's okay to say it. It's okay to live it. It's okay to want it. It's okay to manifest yourself through it. Are you asking me a question? Okay. You better believe it, brother. Same word we get our, uh, the word dynamite. So dynamite is just that. It blows stuff up. You want to blow up Satan, get filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to take him on, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is more powerful than all of the power that the enemy has. And if you don't want that kind of thing flowing through your veins and your spirit and your soul, then I don't get it. You're young men and women right now. You just, you haven't even really done life. You're beginning, you're going to do life. and I pray that it lasts a long, long time, unless, of course, there's a great catching up called the rapture. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, we could all go and forget all about this. But it's, it's power. That's exactly what brother was right. It's where we get the word dynamite, dunamis, same thing. But you shall receive power, power, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. When the power of God comes on, some of you are going to be going, how much time do I got? Is this for 12? What do I got? Is it till 12? You guys eat at 12? Well, I might be a couple minutes late. Okay, so hold on. When you receive that power, it does something to you, and it makes you want to witness. Some of you are going to be pastors and missionaries and other, and other kind of ministers. And the fact is, when you have power, there's nothing you can't do in Christ. It's not always going to go your way, but once you begin to receive the power of Christ, oh, my Lord, <clears throat> things take a whole new turn in your life. Don't be frightened of it. Rejoice. Dunamis, power. This is what it means literally in the Greek: powerful supernatural ability. You don't believe me? Look it up yourself. That's what this word means that Jesus that they're talking about in Acts chapter one. Powerful supernatural ability, power for performing miracles. Why? Well, you know, I don't know. You got to be kidding me! You don't know what God's going to use you for? Praying, not just miracles of healing, but miracles of, look, we didn't think God was going to see us through that, and, and it was, I, I would have, if I was a betting person, I would have bet it, we would have never made it, but we did, it was a miracle. <laughs> Dominic didn't talk for one day, it was a miracle. <laughs> he's not talking, he's just smiling, it makes a kind of a sardonic laugh, <laughs> Powerful performing marriage. This is what it means. Power and resources belonging to riches and wealth. Philippians 4 and 9, And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. That's what it says. There is riches and wealth from heaven into you when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Power and resources arising from numbers. Numbers of what? Numbers of what? Power consisting of armies and forces and hosts, angels and other things. He will bring to your ability, he will give you in your tool belt everything you need as you call upon him. And that may just be praying in the spirit and worshiping in the spirit or, or calling him in the spirit and speaking in a language that just, it isn't always just blurting it out. Sometimes, sometimes it's just very personal is what it is. Unless it's blurted out, and then there's got to be an interpretation with it. You are the Lord, you alone. You have made heaven the heaven of heavens with all their hosts. Uh, Nehemiah 9, I think that's 6. Angels and powerful heavenly forces. He's, He's made all of that for you. In situations in your life, as you pray in the Spirit, if you're satisfied with just re- having received that, that's great. There's no condemnation about that whatsoever. It's not you're not a second-class Christian. Well, I don't, you know, Dr. A's is saying, you know, you, you got to pray in the Spirit, and, you know, you got to speak in tongues. You know, then you got a good badge. If you don't, then you don't get no badge at all. You're just a second-class Christian. That is not so at all. You're in Christ Jesus the Lord. That's the most important thing. I'm just giving you the ability to receive powerful weapons to take with you throughout the course of your life that'll change your life. You see here, we're just going to do a couple more here and we're going to move on. Why is the baptism in the Holy Spirit so important? Hold on here. Uh, Let me just look at something, if I can, as I'm going to sum this up. Here's do I don't want to speak. Okay. Would you fast forward this to, can you do this, Gabriel? Can you fast forward it to slide 11, please? There you go. Very quickly, This, and then I'm going to end with this. Four benefits of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is speaking mysteries directly to God. You don't sit and just go up to somebody and go, tongues, 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 and tongues for you. That isn't how we operate. That isn't how we, I mean, what are you talking about? Only God understands that. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Wow. It's exciting. I'm whispering because if I didn't, I'd be shouting. Speaking in tongues edifies the speaker, 1 Corinthians 14, 3 through 4. But the one who, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for uh, their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort, the one who prophesies. So, someone has given you a prophetic word and is doomed and, and it's really negative and, and it's scary and you don't understand it, then, then just don't receive it. This is how you receive prophecy. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies or enlightens or instructs or improves themselves. That's what that means. But the one who prophesies um, edifies the church. So we're talking right now about tongues and it edifies you and it strengthens you and enlightens you and it improves who you are in every single area. And that ain't bad. That's a good thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a strengthening thing. Speaking in tongues is praise and thanksgiving first corinthians fourteen verses fourteen and seventeen for I pray for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind well it 's unfruitful. So what shall I say? Or what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding i 'll sing. With my singing in the Spirit, I'm going to sing in the Spirit, sing with the Spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the Spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of uh, uh, of an inquirer say amen to your thanksgiving since they do not know what you are saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is being edified. Here's why you can do both of them. That's why. You can pray in the Spirit, and you can also pray with your understanding. The first edifies you. The second can edify somebody else. So he's not saying that don't do that. What he's saying is you can do both of those, but put them in the proper place. If you pray in the Spirit and you're praying in another tongue, no one's going to understand. That's between you and God. So you can do that. But if you're praying with an understanding, thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We glorify. Well, that's something that they can understand. So there's both of them that you can do. Speaking in tongues is a tool to receive divine revelation. 1 Corinthians 14, 5. So according to Paul, if you can read that, I didn't put that up there, uh, the same amount of revelation that can come from prophecy can also come from speaking uh, in tongues, uh, if it's indeed interpreted. Now, some of you have, uh, have received the Holy Spirit and are very vocal about it. I'm um, filled, that is. Some of you have received the Holy Spirit, you're filled, but you don't always, you know, practice that. You do, uh, you know, periodically. And then some are going, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just kind of uncomfortable with it. For multiple reasons, is it going to change me? How am I going to talk? How am I going to look? How am I? I, I? I'm a little, I'm a little flipped out about it. But yet, but yet, it kind of captivates you. I've had people here at this school. I'd say, come on now. I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to be with us because I know they're just kind of, you know, they're kind of struggling with the Holy Spirit. God wants to lay it on you and really set you free. And their eyes get real big. You're going to be here? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't, th- I don't know. Well, that's okay. There's a specific time. Guys and gals, listen. <clears throat> We're going to pray. We're going to believe the Lord. If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, and you would like to be, I want you to come up. And you know, you know that, you know that feeling because the Holy Spirit's ministering to you right now. If you're desperate for God and you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants to love you into a place that will absolutely, wonderfully, and gloriously rock